Hey guys, and welcome to The Drop-Off, a daily podcast between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. Today is Monday, so we will be um, doing our re- morning recap. How was, your, how was your weekend? What a weekend. What a weekend. Man, we had a really packed, busy, but awesome and fun weekend. I don't know what your highlights were, what you thought about the weekend, but definitely for me, one of the highlights was to watch your sister, my daughter, the wonderful Naomi Wong, participate in her first ever Nutcracker Petite Ballet. Uh, It was so wonderful. It was so amazing. They've been working so hard, Naomi, as well as all the other girls, and uh, in the who are preparing have been preparing for the show for like, man, I like to say like ten weeks, and it definitely showed last. This past weekend on the, the show that I went to on Saturday, they did a wonderful job. And Nutcracker, I know they do it every year around Christmas time, but I just feel like it's underrated. I mean, I really think it has a lot of really iconic music and a lot of the songs in it I had forgotten had even come from the Nutcracker. Like so many of the songs in the Nutcracker are used in movies and television shows and commercials. And you just forget that. And um, those girls, anywhere from like, I think, four years old all the way up through high school and it was really fun watching them and I must say Naomi was a soldier she did a great job uh, she really embodied what it was to be a soldier in the Nutcracker and I'm I'm just super proud of her she was really nervous before the show but she did her deep breathings said her prayers and she performed and she crushed it on the show that I went to and I heard that yesterday on Sunday she did another show and did a great job again so super proud of her and really looking forward to seeing her in future shows what were your thoughts on the Nutcracker? Um, it was really good. I think um, the girls did a really jo- good job of um, performing it. Um, and that's all I have. Na- Naomi was really funny when she would pull the rat's tail. My One of my highlights this week wa- weekend was um, on Friday night going to the Austin Spurs game. The Austin Spurs were down by 20 going into the second fourth quarter and they nearly pulled off a comeback. What did you think of the game? Yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar who the Austin Spurs are, it's it's kind of like the minor leagues for basketball and so uh, the minor leagues for basketball is called basketball is called the D-League and most NBA if not all NBA franchises now have a D-League team. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the G League. It was originally the D League, but now it's sponsored by Gatorade, so it's the G League. Um, and usually the G League team of the the affiliate of the NBA team is located somewhere near, like in a city nearby the main team. And so the San Antonio Spurs are the NBA team, and so the Austin Spurs are the G League affiliate. And we had the opportunity to go to the game on Friday night and had a great time at the HEB Center in Cedar Park. And what was really fun for me was we got to see the Spurs' highest draft pick, who's Josh Primo. And he isn't getting much playing time on the on the big team, the San Antonio Spurs, but he is the main player on the G League Spurs. And a couple takeaways are he's got a nice-looking stroke. I don't remember his exact stats, but I feel like the game that we went to, maybe it was like four, four for five or five for six from three-point maybe scored almost 30 points and it was pretty effortless uh so the shooting stroke is definitely there where areas where i would say he has to grow in are playmaking passing um finishing finishing at the rim yeah he had a huge problem turning the ball over but he's young 
He's one of, if not the youngest players in the entire NBA. And I love the fact that he's going to the G League. He's getting these reps. He's making the mistakes. And hopefully he's learning from them so that by the time he's on the Spurs and playing consistently for them, he can be a really nice option. I don't think he's ever going to be a lead ball creator, but I see him as kind of a secondary off-the-ball shooting threat. Did you have any thoughts on any other players that we saw? Number 18 on the Spurs is is pretty good for like Yes. He's pretty good. Um uh James Booknight, he he was really good against the Spurs and he looked he it seemed like he wasn't even awake. He was he would just stand in the corner and he scored like 25 points. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, watching him make it seem like maybe is this guy injured? But then out of nowhere, he would just throw down like this explosive, explosive dunk. So I don't know if it's a case of hey, he's not really excited to be in the G League, uh, but he definitely. It was clear that the uh, I think it's called the Greensboro Swarm, who's the affiliate of the Charlotte Hornets, that they had way more talent on their uh, G League team than the Spurs did. Another player that I was pr- pretty impressed with was Vernon Carey Jr. Uh, he, he was a standout at Duke, a really high-rated NBA prospect. Did he get drafted? Was he a second-round draft pick? So he, he was drafted in the second round. I think the problem with those guys, and the guys that uh, Nathaniel mentioned, number 18 in the G League, is they're big for the G League, but they're not big for the NBA. And so they can do things in the G League, like in the post, play a little bully ball, get rebounds, get put back dunks in the G League that they wouldn't be able to in the NBA. And so... You know, some skills in the G League aren't transferable. And so Vernon Carey dominated the G League, but I'm not sure if he has any uh, any skills that would necessarily translate into the NBA when at his size, he's not going to just be able to bully people in the post and dunk over them. We want Jello! We want Jello! Um, one of the things I was surprised about is why they weren't playing Angelo Ball. Apparently, he played like 22 minutes the first game, scored 24 points, and the rest of the season, he's played like 30 minutes. Like, why? That's a mystery to me, too, man. Um, I don't know. They're, I'm not exactly sure why they're not playing Leangelo Ball. I would love to see him succeed or at least get a chance to succeed. His, he's had a really good, I mean, really up-and-down start to his professional basketball career. I don't know if you remember this, but he had signed to play basketball at UCLA. And I think even before the season started, they went on a promotional tour to China. And Leangelo and a couple other players got in trouble for shoplifting. And Leangelo got cut off, uh, kicked off the team. Then he went to Lithuania with his younger brother, LaMelo Ball. And his career just never got traction after that. And so I'd like to see him get a chance. Uh, watching him warm up, he's got a nice effortless stroke with NBA plus range. You know, he was hitting deep threes easily four or five feet behind the NBA three-point line. And so maybe it's maybe he just doesn't have much of a game outside of his shooting. Maybe he maybe he doesn't play defense that well. Maybe he doesn't create for others. But, I mean, it's the G League. He's got, at least give that guy a chance. But overall, any other thoughts on the Austin Spurs game-watching experience? Um, it was really fun. Um, the stadium was so tiny, and there was, like, nobody there. There was, like, probably 100 people there. And I was like, there's, like, very little people here. Yeah, that's one takeaway I had from the game that I'm really proud of my son. He definitely has a stronger moral compass than his father. Because I I look at that situation. Our our seats are pretty high up. 
Um, there, there may be like six or seven rows from the very top, but as Nathaniel said, the stadium's really small, and so actually you still feel really close to the court. So they're great seats. You can still see all the action, but I'm like, ooh, eyeing some, it's like pretty empty, even in the lower, lower sections. I'm like, ooh, maybe we can go slide down there after the game. And Nathaniel's like, no, Dad, we don't have those tickets. We've got to stay in the seats that our tickets are in. And I was like, come on, dude, there's nobody here. And he's like, no, Dad, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. So we, we stayed in our seats the whole entire game, and I'm proud of him. You know, he's like, this isn't right. That's not right to do that. Those aren't the tickets that we paid for, or in our case, those aren't the tickets we got for free for this game. You know, we should stay in our seats. They're great anyway. We'll still have a great time. And we did. And so, good job, buddy. It was a test, and you passed it. All right, what else happened this weekend? Um, not really much. Um, watch football. And um, Tyreek Hill did terrible for me first game. Oh, yeah. So you made a big fantasy football trade recently. Can you tell everyone more about it? So I traded Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler, uh, C.D. Lamb, and Brandon Cooks for Tyreek Hill, Elijah Mitchell, Ezekiel Elliott, and Justin Herbert. Oh, looking back at that trade now, do you feel any regrets about any of the specific players of the trade or the trade overall? Um, I kind of regret trading for Zeke. Um, I'm try I'm trying to trade Ezekiel Elliott for um Tony Pollard, but that he's but my friend won't do that. So, um, is there like a trade deadline in fantasy? I have no idea if there's a trade deadline, but I'm if I were your friend, I wouldn't trade him either. It seems like Pollard might have. I I know they've been doing kind of the running back by committee this year. But based on the last few weeks, it seems like Pollard, as Pollard surpassed Zeke as the number one, uh, Pollard's got that big play ability, as we saw in that 100-yard kickoff return, that kind of speed and burst that maybe at this stage his career, Zeke just doesn't have anymore. Yes, I agree. Um, w- looking back at the Lions game, um, the Lions got their first win against the Vikings, and I was at where with all my friends, and they had the game on. So everyone ran out. One of my friends said, the Lions might win this game. And then everyone ran out, and just when the Lions won, they started going crazy. What did you think of that game? Yeah, that's always hilarious when you have this professional um, football team, right? These are NFL players and the team hasn't won a single game at all, and there's just so much pressure, there's so much kind of negativity around the team, there's so much such a great desire to at least win one game, that when they won that game in such dramatic fashion, I mean, to see Jared Goff run around, it's like he won the Super Bowl. You know, I I know they lost that Super Bowl that they were in the Rams, uh, but I imagine if they had won that Super Bowl, Jared Goff would not have celebrated as hard as he did last yesterday when the Lions won that first game. Uh, Thankfully for the Lions, this doesn't, uh, change their draft stock very much. You know, they're still fighting the Jaguars for, I think, the number one seed. And maybe the Houston Texans also. Although, did the Texans trade away their that number one seed? I don't know. Uh, in that Hopkins... I don't know if they've all given all the picks for the Hopkins trade that they made. No. They got picks for Hopkins, but... I, I don't remember exactly what I'm thinking of. But anyways, actually, I, I would th- I would say the bigger weekend stories were in college football than in the NFL. And finally, we got our four teams for the college football playoffs. The four teams are number one, Alabama, number two, Michigan, number three, Georgia, and number four, Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on the final four in football? I'm relieved that Cincinnati made it. Um, I have a feeling that 
um, Alabama will beat Cincinnati, and Michigan will beat Georgia, and Michigan will win the national title. Wow, that, that that's a pretty hot take right there. I have a feeling they're going to upset Alabama again like um, Tom Brady did. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do the big news, uh, Sanctuary Church. Yeah, so Nathaniel and I, the church that our family has been going to, is called Sanctuary Church. And yesterday, they unanimously voted me to be their interim pastor. That's pretty exciting, so let's go. So really what they were voting... Really what they were voting for was for Nathaniel to be the intern pastor's kid. Now, if you're not familiar with that, a lot of times pastor's kids have certain um, pressures and expectations on them. But we're doing our best not to place that. A pastor's child does not have any different or greater expectations than any other child in the congregation. And it's unfortunate when they're uh, treated that way. And so we'll have more to say about that in the coming weeks. But it looks like we've arrived at school. Nathaniel, so good to re. Okay, he already closed the door on me, but so good to recap the week with you. Have a great start to your week at school. Tell us what's going on in the halls of Hyde Park so we have a lot to report on tomorrow. Okay, bye, Dad. Love you. See you later. Oh, in the halls of Hyde Park, we're going to talk about Christmas lists. Oh, that's right. Christmas coming up in just a couple weeks, and we'll be talking about what boys at Hyde Park are interested in for Christmas.